up, everybody? Welcome back to the Two Views Podcast, man. Y'all know what it is. It's Keith, uh, Dr. Keith here and KLG here, ready to give y'all some more information. Hopefully, can we uplift you and uplift some others uh, so that we can make this society a better place. Uh, just glad to be with y'all again one more time. What's up with y'all? The family back, man. You know, Two Views Podcast. Um, we just got something to talk about, and we're going to talk about it. Hope you guys enjoy it. Um, tap in with us. Just tap in. Uh, y'all know how we start this off, man. How we started off every podcast, man, with Kev G's top five, 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 five. Let's you get it. it. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Today's top five. Today's top five. We're going to talk about, um, y'all know we are. We talk about food a lot. So it's going to be another food one. <laughs> All right. So we're going to do the top five fast food specialty items. Top five fast food specialty items. Now, this could be past or present. Past or present, top five fast food specialty items. I'm going to let you run yours off first. Let's go. I'm going to kick it off. And all of mine are past. All of mine are past. I'm just going to go ahead and kick it off. So let me go with my two honorable mentions. First, I'm going to go with those McDonald's wings. You remember they had the wingettes at McDonald's? That is those not... Big- Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Leave me out. Now they were fried though, but man, it's fire though, bro. So, so, so my uh, most of my list going most of my list gonna be McDonald's actually. And then my other item mention is the McDonald's Reese's McFlurry. That ain't no. What you mean? Okay, that's a specialty item. It, it, no, no, it, I'm not. It was. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm not. Just go ahead, man. Just go. Go. Oh. All right, the, the Reese's McFlurry. I like Reese's. The Reese's McFlurry. That's special. So my number five. It's going. And I don't know if you've ever eaten this. I don't know if you like blue cheese, but for me, the, my number five is when Wendy's had the bacon and blue burger. The bacon and blue burger is my number five. I love, I love, I love bacon and blue burger. I love blue cheese on a burger. That, it tastes that, good. That, that's not even in my bottom hundred. Keep going, man. Because you ain't never had it. Though. If you had it, think different. My number blue four. Cheese ain't you the think thing to eat, bro. I like blue cheese. Uh, no, my number four, man, is Taco Bell's gordita. Forgot about the gordita. gordita. The gordita. Uh, the gordita. Oh, I'm that, 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 yes, it, you know that's to be one of your favorite Taco Bell items. So I know it'd be yeah. in your top five. <laughs> so the thing is, you can you can still get them though. You can get a, the chalupa no, meal. I know that you can get chalupa meal, but tell them make it a gordita. They don't. They just don't fry the shell. Man, so I don't want to do all that. They should just kept the gordita on, gordita oh. on the menu. I think the chalupa right, better. Nah, I'm gonna have to pass. All right, my number three is. Uh no, I think I I messed up. Hold on. So so I'm sorry. The Mc, the the McWings is my four. I'm sorry. The, the wing the McWings are my uh five. The Wendy's Bacon the Blue is my four. The Taco Bell Gordilla is my number uh three. Pause. My number yeah. Pause. Pause. Yeah. So you got the wings over. No what? Keep going. Never mind. Keep going. You done lost the red Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. My number Don't two hear. is. The McDonald's McShake, the McSalad Shakers. Right? That's my number two. It's the McShaker salad. They should never have rid of those, actually. And my number one is it just recently went off the McDonald's uh menu, man. But the steak bagel. My number one is the steak bagel. Kevin put me on something 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 ingenious with the steak bagel, though. I never do it till Kevin told me to. You take get the steak bagel and you sub the bagel for a biscuit. The steak no, no. biscuit. I have one even better. That's my number Damon one. Gladney, Damon Gladney put me on this one. You stud sub the steak, the bagel or the biscuit 
for McGriddle. Nah, I'm, I'm gonna take the biscuit, bro. <laughs> Glad he put me on that for McGriddle, bro. It's yeah. fire. What you mean it's off the menu? I think the bagel might be off the menu, but you can still get the steak on like you a biscuit over here. I haven't seen the, the ste- I haven't seen the steak on any McDonald's anywhere lately. And I remember reading, reading an article that oh, they discontinued the steak bagel, the steak bagel as a as an item. So, man, tell me where yeah. it's at. I'm gonna get one. I get one when I come up north this weekend. But yeah, so my number five low, is those. My number five is those McWings. Four is the Wendy's bacon blue burger. Three is the Taco Bell gordilla. My uh, two is the McShakers, uh, the McSalad shakers, and my number one is that steak bagel. Go, man. I'm uh, disappointed in some of this. Um. You might not agree with some of mine either, though, but probably it is not. what it is. I only got one honorable mention, man. My honorable mention is the uh, Monster Biscuit from Hardee's. <laughs> the omelet? Man. No, the the Monster Biscuit. Is, I never a had biscuit, a Monster Biscuit. Bro, bro Hardee's Hardy Monster Biscuit. You get, it's the bacon, the sausage, and the Why are you so happy, though, bro? Bro, <laughs> <laughs> That monster biscuit fire. <laughs> well, why, well, why are you so happy about it? <laughs> Yo, if, I, I like I like Hardy's food for some reason, man. With that monster yeah, biscuit yeah. fire. I I this, but here, here we go. Here go my five, man. My five is the McDonald's eggnog milkshake. McDonald's hey. eggnog milkshake is fire. Hey, hey but sign off, man. Fire. <laughs> And you, you got mad about five. the McWings and you put the eggnog milkshake. Come on, man. All right, go, man. It, it, you, I'm going to get to the McWing thing. My number four is a strawberry shortcake from Portillo's. Everybody I think never that had that. Cake is fine? Everybody think that cake fire? Go get the strawberry shortcake from Portillo's. I never Killing had no cake. strawberry shortcake Killing from the cake. Portillo's. Killing the cake. Okay. My number three. I'm going to jump to, not, uh, jump to uh, Taco Bell along with you. My number three, Taco Bell nacho fries. Them seasoned fries no. and nacho cheese dipping sauce. No. Man, crazy. Nacho I had those fries. once and I had them <laughs> once and they never had them since. Taco Bell nacho fries. Fire. All right. Hey, I think I'm you know what, man? Now look at my list. I miss the salad shaker. The salad shaker should be on this, but should be on this. I ain't got none of this. My number two, though. And, I, and you, you, you really pissed me off. I'ma say mm. it when you said Reese's McFlurry is honorable mention. You got the wings is five. Man, Reese's McFlurry is the number two special <laughs> item in the history of fast food. The Reese's McFlurry. Nah, this who had it as an honorable mention. Honorable yeah, mention. man. The wings, man. man. You crazy. Man. And like I said, the salad we shaker. Have, I put they brought, yeah, you got the brownie Sunday too. I forgot about McDonald's brownie Sunday. I forgot about the brownie Sunday. Mm-hmm. But that was back at all school. Now, salad shaker, I should have had on my list. But my number one, and I'm shocked this ain't on your list, is from McDonald's. That grilled chicken flatbread. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that, but that's that that was honorable mention for me. I wanna you said we're looking at three. I loved it. That's I real, loved it, but it's honorable mention real, for me, man. Bro, that grilled chicken flatbread, bro. Yeah, it, it was my good, mom, but it's my yeah. mouth watering right now thinking about it. 
strong if they bring those back. I'm hey. one every day. Shout out every hey, you, day. You know what was crazy about those those uh mixed salad shakers though? They had they was they had more calories than the, the any sandwich on the meat. It was a salad. I think that's why they probably took them off, man. Especially if man. you get the season one and you get two uh Caesar packets. No, man, you, man. you give me the chef salad. Give me the chef salad, bro. No, give me that Caesar, man. boy. The grilled chicken Caesar salad. But, but that's the best way to do it, though. If you can order a salad, put it in a shaker, put your and shake it your dress up. in there and shake it. People do that anyway when they get a salad. They put it in the thing, yeah. they put the lid back on, and they shake it. Yeah, they, they need to bring those salad back, though, back. Straight yeah. up. They need to bring them back. They can make them a little bit healthier. I don't know how to make them healthier, but it should Keep be them like it was. Sure. <laughs> Keep those so, like so it was. Those are two things I want McDonald's to bring back is the Reese's McFlurry and the, the salad shaker. And if they, they can't bring back that flatbread, that flatbread was legit. Man, that flatbread was fire. I was going to put on here uh, the McDonald's fries when they had the cheese sauce. Yeah. A lot of people don't remember that, man. I think y'all crazy. The cheese sauce. Yes, sir. So that's my top five, man. I'm going with the eggnog fire, the strawberry shortcake from uh, Portillo's, nacho fries, Reese's McFlurry, grilled chicken flatbread. Holla at me. Holla at me. Mm. Now, your list was, I never, two of them I never had. I never had the Hardy's uh, Monster Biscuit. I never had the uh, strawberry shortcake. Oh, hey, the Monster Biscuit. Listen, you know, you you like the steak, the steak biscuit. The monster biscuit is a it comes with sausage, bacon, and ham. Oh, it comes with all the meat. You wanna talk you wanna talk about some high calorie? Hey bro, but your nacho fries biscuit. can get off that list though. Uh, nacho fries be fired. Them seasoned fries dipping in that nacho sauce. Taco Bell already got the best nacho mm. sauce. So I give it to you. That's my top, that's my top five, man. All Let's right, see what man. y'all got, man. Let's see what y'all top five is, man. Let's see what y'all come up with y'all specialty items. They have to be specialty items, right? It can't be nothing like a double cheeseburger. You know what I mean? It's got to be something special on any restaurant menu. Might be a restaurant we ain't even heard of, but mm-hmm. maybe you might want to go try it. All right, so throw those out there. Let's see what y'all got on your list. Top five fast food specialty items. So now we got to go into this dumb segment that we do every week now. Um, <laughs> it's actually funny, though. Dr. Davis's dad jokes. Dr. Davis's dad jokes. What you got for us today, man? How many oh, push-ups I got? I got three, three, man, about a million? I got about, about, about a million. I got about, about a hundred. All right, man. This this first one, I'm, I think it's go, I don't think it's going to make you laugh, but I'm going to try it anyway. All right, ready? All right. So, so Joe, um, you know we are having all them storm these storms down here in Texas, right? Mm-hmm. And you see the one storm they had, they had softball size hail, bro, like legit softball size hail, messed up our roof, bro, just tore it up, man. And so my neighbors come around, man, um, and he he just he just straight up, straight up, bro, just uh, said gave us a new roof, just gave us a new roof, bro. He said what it was on the house. <laughs> Now, how many weeks you been doing this? How many weeks you been doing this? 
I don't I mean, know, man. I don't know. That was absolutely the dumbest one you've ever done. No, it ain't. All right, let me go to my next one, man. All right, all right. All right, you ready? All right, so check it out. So these five ants, right? Five ants went on an ant farm, right? And, and decided to rent a house with these other five ants. Now they tenants. <laughs> Alright, my last one, man. My last one, man. That was another dumb one, man. <laughs> my last one, my last one, bro. What's made of leather and sounds like a sneeze? What's made of leather and sounds like a sneeze? A shoe. Hey man, I'm here everybody, all night, man. Y'all know, y'all know, here all night, man. I'm here all night. Everybody man. out there listening, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> apologize how bad, how bad those three jokes were. I no, you laughed at two of them. You laughed at two of them. You laughed at two of them. <laughs> this fool said a hey, shoe. I heard the little boy say this again. He said, hey, dad. I said, well, he said, I got a joke for you. He said, what do you see when the Pillsbury uh, dough man bend over? He said, what? He said, donuts. <laughs> <laughs> that was better than the three you said. Uh, man, hey. I, hey, hit us up on these <sighs> Dr. Dave's dad joke. Did you laugh or you didn't laugh? If you laugh, that's for y'all out there too. If you laugh, you got to do uh, 20 push-ups per laugh, man. Yeah, yeah. So, good dad jokes, bad dad jokes. Ain't no such thing in me as a bad dad joke. There are bad uh, ones, but... No, it's just to make y'all laugh, man. This is a, a fun segment for yeah. y'all, man. Let us know what y'all think about the dad jokes, man. Um, Should I have to do push-ups or not for these? Y'all, y'all tell me. Should I have to do push-ups or not for these? Just let me know. Y'all let me know if I should have to do push-ups for them. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know I mean, so that's Dr. David's dad jokes, man. Um, yeah. There so, you go. Let's get it. Let's get into the topic at hand, man. Let's get into the topic at hand. We want to talk about a subject, man. Um, it's not too late to talk about it. I mean, we've been out of mm-hmm. uh the pandemic for a while, for um, what maybe a year and a half now. They they ended it about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um. So we want to talk about uh, the pandemic, uh, like as the world turns post-pandemic life. So we want to talk about what the pandemic did to us as a society, as a community, and um, and how we move forward, and how 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 the future looks for us as not only a nation but as a world. But we'll probably try to condense it into a, a national format instead of a world format because we don't really know, you know, what other countries are battling at the time besides this this dumb Ukraine Russia war. Let me not call it dumb, but um, senseless and pointless you can rush a war mm-hmm. um so uh let's jump right into it man um the 
The pandemic started, it started in March of 2020? Yep, 2020, yep. All right, so it started March of 2020, man. Um, How did your pandemic, how, how did you, how did you first, how did your pandemic start off? Like, when was that call given to where you, where they were like, shut it down, um, shut everything down? Where were you at? Um, what were your mindset at that time? And how did you slowly try to battle, uh, the, the new, the new norm? So, so I, I, I said, uh, March, 2020, but, uh, to be, to be honest, uh, the, the, the shutdown started March, 2020. The truth of the matter is, if you look back at the amount of illness and death that was happening in November, 2021, yeah. um, it, it probably the pandemic probably began its inception there. I I just tell a quick story about um, KJ, my uh, oldest, had was get he got real sick and they I had to rush home from work and um, they couldn't tell um, they couldn't tell what's wrong with him. His heart rate was going up. And you know sometimes I just wonder if, like if there was like elements of that um, because they could they never found out what like what he what he was ailing from. Um, but back back when this all happened, this when uh, coronavirus or uh, uh, when that when that virus hit, uh, as an educator being told to shut down, um, that uh, keep keep your distance and, and and having to go home and work from home was was for at the at the beginning you like man I get to work from home is rewarding, but it became quickly depressing and very like like like. I don't know, draining at the same time. You think with all this new time and all this new energy, uh, that 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 you will be able to do more. But it was being having to be shut down, locked in your house, uh, giving instruction to students, uh, trying to run a school building uh, remotely uh, was 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 very difficult. Uh, even though it sounds like man, working virtually from home should be pretty easy, um, but I was having to run a building and be in charge of my kids' education at the same time at home. Right. So when the whole when the school system shut down um, and everybody had to pick up, we had to find a way to get computers in the kids hands, get hotspots in the kids hands um, so that they could still get instruction during this shutdown time. Um, it was very nerve wracking. Um, but the world was the world was, for lack of better terms, the world was dying. So it was understandable. Uh, I remember getting looking in the news and seeing that Italy was one of the first places to shut down and they were they, the, the death tolls in Italy were, were crazy and it had me worried um because it was on our way to us we were I think we were the the last one to get fully hit with the pandemic uh, but the, the pe people in in Britain in Italy were were dying and I started seeing it was in Iran and it was I was like whoa this is this is not a good deal and so we had to shut down um, and 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 um, isolate ourselves to to contain contain the virus. Now people have their different viewpoints on if it was necessary and if we should, should we did the uh, herder syndrome and just let it all take place. Um, but people, it, it's easy to say when people were li uh, losing their lives and there wasn't enough hospital beds for uh, for for all these people who were sick. So um, it was a devastating time because not only did you deal with the pandemic, you dealt with a lot of social justice issues. Uh, that were going on at the same time. Our world was in a lot of turmoil, and the pandemic was just the icing on the turmoil cake. Um, so it was a stressful time, I would say, for the world. Um, and I just I can't imagine what other people are going, going through, and people who actually lost 
uh, uh, family members, uh, how, how, how it affected them. Uh, but there are still people who are physically recovering from it. Um, and so that was, that was, that was a dark time in our country's his in our world's history, uh, that I would prefer never to go back to ever again. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and thinking about that, what you said, that it probably started back in November. I remember, um, my son's mother, she was sick in December, I believe December. And they said it was pneumonia, but oh, if I think back in her symptoms, Mm-hmm. They were co- she still think it's pneumonia, but they were all COVID symptoms, right? To me, mm-hmm. they were all COVID symptoms. But she still hold on, because I, I. But I do. I'm, the only reason I'm saying that is because I do believe that it was it was um, it was here right before March. Um, clearly, um, and, but in March, let me tell you where I was at in March when the pandemic happened. I was just coming when we got we got completely closed down. I think I was still in in the at the time I was in the mental health facility. I think that's when we got closed down. I think I was either je- in there or just coming out of it. But real close to that time frame, I was in this facility. Um, I had a trifecta, right? I had a trifecta of COVID, the facility, and going through a divorce, right? I had this, this trifecta of things going on in my life um, that kind of... Um, put me in a bad mental space. Um, but I agree with you. It wasn't just, it wasn't just here in the United States that you looked at and focused on. My my complete focus for COVID was how many people were dying. Mm-hmm. Um, even though China has a billion people, still seeing millions and millions of people die is crazy. When the U.S. hit a million, like, I don't care what you think politically or whatever you feel about it. A million deaths is a million too many. Five million deaths mm-hmm. is a mi- five million too many, right? Um, so however you feel and this herder syndrome to each his own. Um, I know where I stand on all that stuff. I won't get too deep into that. Um, maybe eventually, but not right now. Um, I believe in life. I believe in we whatever it takes to to could keep all life going. We should have done whether that was wearing a mask or, or isolating, whatever. I feel like it should have been done. Um, I don't think we did a great job as, as a nation period in the process. We could have been better. I mean, there's a lot of nations that were a lot worse, but I feel like we were bumping heads. I know we're going to talk about this, this political aspect of it. There were so many bumping heads politically that we didn't get things done as fast as we could have had them done. Right. And so we can jump right into the political aspect now is that, that's one thing about the U.S. is that we have this this democracy, and I love I love having a democracy. I love having an opinion, um, but when our democracy butts heads so much and so often around topics and terms and situations that are important, such as the pandemic, I think it's a it's it's a it's a a bad thing for our nation. I think um, whether you like it or not, I feel like somehow in some in certain situations and cases, there has to be uniformity within our nation. And I feel like during the pandemic, we lack that. Like you also mentioned social justice. We lack uniformity on social justice. We like we just lack uniformity through this whole process in every aspect of our nation. And no, honestly, Keith, we became the laughing stock uh, stock of this world. One hundred percent. Nations were laughing at us, man. 
we were clowns. Um, so what do you think about the political aspect of this po- this pandemic thing? I, I, I think the political aspect, I think there was so much false information coming from everywhere along that there was so it was it was so politically um so politically driven. And I think that's what that 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 is what hurt us the worst because in order to sell their own sell a certain propaganda or a certain topic or a certain belief or a certain will and get people on board with it, that was more important than saving lives, right? And I think I think it became the then the battle scene came from went from being the pandemic and the health piece to um the rights and vaccination. Like it it, it got off the hum, humanity piece, right? Even if even if we would have said um simply you know it's your right to to mask a, a social distance or what have you and just did herder syndrome i think there still would have been some type of political upheaval on the right or the left yeah, about sorry. that process it became more about politics than saving lives right if the herder syndrome the herder uh method was the best possible way to go about do it uh do it there would be pushback about that if 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 masking up and and closing our business the, I, I think and it, it wasn't about safety it wasn't about it was more about it was more about um, uh, my political rights more than saving my brother or sister, and, and 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 we lost. We I feel like we lost as a nation a lot of humanity during that time. I think we were already losing it because of the political stuff, and I think what happened is we had so much political uh, confusion and so much political fighting before the pandemic. That was easier to roll the roll the pandemic to- topics into the, the that 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 cross aisle fighting, and we became as citizens became the uh, the uh, casualties of war. We literally became the casualties of war because of people who couldn't put differences aside to make the right decisions for our people. For instance, even when President Trump got the vaccination and pushed for the vaccination. People still fought it because of the political bounds that it was that the political lines that had already been drawn, right? The political lines had already been drawn. So regardless of what he did and what he fought for, that 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 those those thought processes had already been drilled and killed in those few months. And it became more about my political rights as a person than Okay, let's let's put let's put this cross this cross fighting aside, and let's come across and say, hey, let how can we save the most lives possible? How can we eradicate? How can we put our resources together, collectively put our resources together, and end this thing? And we and and us as citizens became the casualties of war. But what it did, Kev, is it created a further snowball with social social uh, social and political issues. It became the there was so fighting, went, yeah. So it, it became, but it like, so it it can it be the pandemic became the nucleus of the fighting. It, it it had nothing to do about saving lives. It had to do it. It, it was the it was it was a political point used by both sides to strengthen their case for political power. That's my problem with it. That we became the casualties of war, and we let that pandemic issues become the nucleus to uh, 
political arrogance, political uh, like political power, political infighting. Like it's it's all became political and not social. And that's my problem. That's that's my problem with the politics. I don't care what you and 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 whether you believe it or not, America is a multi-party system. Not a two-party system. It's a multi-party system. It's just two two parties that have the most power. And those two parties decided that we're going to take the pandemic and use it as ammunition against the other, rather than saying, hey, Democrats, let's talk. Hey, Republicans, let's talk. Let's come together and figure this out. It, it became the most selfish. It became a tool in one of the most selfish political fights I've seen in the history of our country. Yeah, I agree. Um, and and I just want to say something quick on the herder syndrome, or her, the herder process. I wasn't going to take my son out in a pandemic with the possibility of him dying. Yeah, I'm not hurting with the possibility of death. It's just not something I was going to do. So I wasn't. I'm telling you right now, I wasn't for that that, that aspect of it. That's not political. That's just personal. <laughs> it's none. That's personal. I I'm not. Again, as I said before, I'm neither Republican nor Democrat. Um, be honest, because I let me, I'm not gonna get into the details of that. But, but a couple, uh, nothing where I, because I don't want to stay. I don't want to stay on the pandemic part too long because we need to get into this post pandemic part. But another thing that that area, two areas where we saw change, major changes, the evolution, not evolution, but the 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 outpouring of cases of mental health and the increase of social media, right? And we, we've talked about both in podcasts before. Um, we just saw during the pandemic when people got housed and got isolated that we saw more cases of mental health issues or mental health um, items, suicides, uh, treat, uh, entering treatment facilities. Um, we just saw more more of it. It became, not that, not that it wasn't there, the isolation has caused us to see it through a, a more focused lens that especially that uh, mental health was a problem. And then social media, people found ways to try to cope with the pandemic by increasing their social media pres- uh, uh, presence uh, and monetizing it, right? So those two areas, I don't, uh, you want to dive into uh, mental health or... Uh, or Yeah. Social media. I'll... I'll... I would like to because we we with mental health we have we we spent a lot of time either secluded or or sec- we spent a lot of time in seclusion, and so that mean that left us with our thoughts that left us with our emotions that left us with uh, a lack of connection, um, and, and so we did see increase in, in, in mental health issues, um, but not truly in a uh, not truly increasing mental health resources. Uh, and so we did see an increase in suicides and suicide ideations. Uh, but the most concerning area we saw these increases is not our, our children. Um, um, I, I, I'm waiting to see a true study about the level of suicide ideations and, and suicide attempts uh, and, and successes uh, with, with our students, uh, with, our, with our kids. Uh, during that time period, because they were left to their own vices as well, they were left. There was increase in cyberbullying. Um, there's not, not not a lot of opportunity to address that cyberbullying, um, but he, but so we had to do with our children, but also with the mental health of our, our ourselves. 
and being left alone with your thoughts and in seclusion with your thoughts and with your issues and being find a way of nav- navigating it. For instance, some people got new issues. They are losing their jobs because businesses have closed because of the pandemic, um, uh, the death of loved ones. Um, but truly services to address those those anxieties and those depressions were not there. And so we did see an increase in uh and in, in, uh anti-depression, anti-anxiety medication. We did see an increase in um people who wanted to get counseling services and therapy services. Um and so it was a very it was a very trying time and a very dark time mentally for most people. Um and what we're seeing now is that's not going away anytime soon. We're going to get to post pandemic, but that is, it's not decreasing, right? It's, it's, it's not decreasing. And you thought oh, pandemic's over, we're getting back outside that those, they're not, uh, I think, I think the pandemic actually, sh- uh, shown a light, uh, on the issues with mental health, especially I, I, I could speak, I think it shows us uh, shown a light on mental health in all communities, but especially the African-American community. Um, a community who historically, um, uh, uh, we, we, we historically don't really deal with our mental health and trauma, um, uh, or we have other ways to cope with those things, but you saw that our our culture really, um, got hammered with, uh, mental health issues during this time. So, um, now it's time, now that we open back up, it's time for uh, more resources, but yeah, mental health was, I think the the most one of the most destructive factors of the pandemic. Yeah, uh, another uh, part of the pandemic that was very destructive was small businesses. Mm-hmm. We see we have seen a lot of small businesses close. I, I don't know what the what the percentage is of small businesses and ones that survived it, but the percentage isn't high of how many small businesses were able to withstand the pandemic. Even if they withstood the pandemic. Post-pandemic, we saw some of those places say the pandemic was just too tough. We tried to see if mm-hmm. we could better back out the pandemic, and we just couldn't, and we got to close our doors, right? So, um, and, and the government tried to help with the with the P2P loans and the way to help small business loans and things like that. But um, once again, the political infighting limited mm-hmm. that. Um, it caused um, it helped, but then it limited it also. Um, but some of these places, these mom and pop places that that try their best, who've been going, for, some been going for years and years and doing it on their own, just couldn't survive. People not coming to their places, they can't afford the the delivery fees that some of these DoorDash and the Grubhub were charging for. Like some of the mom and pop food places, the fees they grew up up and, and DoorDash was charging to to do their services, they couldn't manage those fees or they couldn't take that personal hit because they either you had to hike your prices or you had to eat those fees on your side they can't withstand doing that for too long no business truly can for too long um and we just saw a huge decrease in mom and pop stores and small businesses we saw them go to the wayside and um yeah we haven't seen it that recover either we haven't seen small business recover much at all either and and, and, let, and I, let's just be clear the the country had to decide on um uh and this is very i'm not going i'm not saying this is an easy decision it was protecting 
the economy and capitalism and protecting lives, right? But you can say protecting the economy and capitalism will protect lives. I mean, and you can say vice, but so I think I, I, we're not saying that this was an easy decision by any means for anybody. The problem I have is when it became a tool for political fighting, when it became a the nucleus of of arguments to justify political power, to uh, to justify political changes that had nothing to do with the success of people, right? Um, so no 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 one is saying it was an easy it was, it was an easy thing to do uh, the easy decision. None of them. Uh, the closing down businesses. Uh, Entering social distance, uh, this isn't CDC requirements. None of that was an easy decision. All right, but it was, it was, it was, it was used as they were used as weapon. The pandemic was used as the weapon, and, and that's that. That's a problem. And we didn't truly because there was so much focus on using that 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 using it as a weapon that we didn't spend a lot of time on addressing mental health um, uh, and and the need for for that. Even if we increase. This would have been a perfect time, this is my opinion, to increase the access to um, to um, uh, broadband and Wi-Fi internet, which then could have led to the increase. I know some states did do it where some of their cities are completely uh, free Wi-Fi and broadband, which could increase the the, the increased telemedicine, could increase um, uh, online therapy sessions, and we could address some of those needs. But our focus was somewhere else. And, and and I think that hurt us in the long run. Um, I'm glad we're out of it. I'm glad we're 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 now uh, coming into a new normal. But um, I think we made a lot of mistakes as a country, and I'm not blaming any side, one particular side more than the other. I think all are culpable. I think all are culpable. Um, and so I just won't want us to make those same mistakes. God forbid this ever happens again, that we come together as people and focus more on humanity than we do political station. I agree. Well, let's get to the meat of this topic, right? Um, people have discussed the pandemic for, for years now. Um, they, they've complained about it. They've praised some people, whatever. Pandemic happened. Like we've been, like I said, we've been out of pandemic. Has it been a year? Where they officially mm -hmm. announced that it was about a year, maybe year, mm -hmm. year and a half at max. Um, so now we want to talk about post-pandemic and what what we consider this this so-called new normal, if you want to call it that, um, and what that looks like for us. What based on what we just talked about with uh, pan the pandemic time, what do those same aspect that we saw during the pandemic? How do they look now? Um, and what really what does the future look like in, in all this stuff? Right, because if it's this if it's called new normal, some some of these things will stick and be what it is for the long haul. How does that affect us as humans? How does that affect us as business people? How do we prepare our families to deal with this so-called new normal? The first thing is um, technology in, in the economy, like this so-called digital age, and everything is going to the technological technological aspect. And yet the pandemic was uh, a time where we had to use technology to get things done. We couldn't do things in person. How does this new technology advance us as a world to, to be greater, right? Can, can what we were during the pandemic, can we use what we became during that time period when it comes to technology? technology can we use it to propel us to what 
we will be in the future. Does this post is that post pandemic outlook strong or is it kind of weak? I I will say uh, first of all that yes, it's a, it's a new normal, everybody, and, and there's no going backwards. Um, we won't we won't be the the world that we were uh, prior to the pandemic in a, in in most areas, right? Uh, just think about the uh, the I think the the last bird flu was in nineteen nineteen. Uh, it's, it's it's back then. Um, what came out of even that pandemic was a a, a, a progressive uh, movement towards greater and different techno technological technological innovations and uh, 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 innovations in medicine and in mar in the market and, and business and policy. There was a lot of innovation that came out of that. So there, this is a new normal, right? It, it, there we won't go back to it. And and when it comes to the digital age, we were already on a we were already in the digital uh, a digital uh, revival in our, in the world already. Um, and, and, and even, even in some of the classrooms that, like, oh, we need to get back to pencil and paper. Yeah. Well, we need back to pencil and paper, but the way society is going right now, we're going to be a digital, um, a digital society. We're going to be a digital academy. It's, 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 it's here. It's not going anywhere. Um, but I think it will allow us to advance if 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 we if we if embraced the right way, right? There's some things that we should that we got away from uh, during that time that we probably need to bring back, um, and, and 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 embrace it within this new normal. But the fact of the matter is, AI is here to stay. Uh, virtual learning is here to stay. Um, the opportunities in various jobs and professions to work from home virtually is here to stay um schooling virtually that's from from k uh k to 12 and post secondary is here to stay right we 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 um for us also we're dealing with technology um uh delivery services um for groceries for food are here to stay uh and there there's a lot of changes um that that are that have happened that are not going anywhere anytime soon, but I think if done in an efficient way, will create way greater growth for us as a world. Um, but it all is going to take us putting aside um, some feelings and things like that to to get to that point. But the technology, the digital age is here, um, and it's only going to advance. Um, and Either, 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 either we embrace it and make it better and make our world better for our generations to come, or we just continue to nag about it and just slowly let it roll out. But there's so much we can get out of this new digital age. We just got to embrace it and be willing to understand that this is where we are now, and there's no going back. Yeah, so I want to say one thing, and then uh, and next thing I'm going to say after that is going to probably bring us into this next one is that, is that uh, a question I just asked for you: Do you think? This this uh digital age, the technology account, digital economy age or whatever, do you think it's gonna start creating races? And what I mean like that is we saw after those pandemics in the previous and we saw leading up throughout the years in in twenties and thirties and forties, we saw races, right? We saw um certain races as to become the first nuclear power. Um, races races yeah. are to become when it comes to manufacturing and we saw the steam races. We saw all these races, right, to be the first. As of, do you think with some of these digital aspect of things that we're going to see races 
in, in these ways, like who can get there first. One thing I, I want, we always see in cartoons and TV is like, I wonder who's going to create the first force field, right? We see it all the time in cartoons. <laughs> like, so my question is like, do you think there's going to be, gonna, we're going to see a lot of more digital races, like to get to somewhere phenomenal, like to this, this awesome thing, not none like nuclear weapons where you can destroy the world, but something to where we're the first nation to do this, where it's going to create us and establish as more of a superpower or somebody else is going to get there before us and they're going to be now established as a superpower because they got, it's that arms race, that race to be better in in certain areas uh, for each nation. Yeah, I think we're already seeing it. I think we're already seeing nation versus nations nation uh races for technology technological innovation uh and um for uh business innovation for uh economic innovation uh and honestly kevin and arms innovation we're 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 already seeing i think i think the pandemic uh and, and the increase of the digital age is is playing a big part of that i just realized that we were on generation five fighters uh, Jess, and we've already uh, started building, uh, start uh, plans to start building Generation Seven fighters, uh, fighter jets. So I think I think what you have is the this. We already had these com- conflicts between nations, right? And now you see, um, you see, uh, you see another Cold War. I don't know if anybody's noticing that we're entering another Cold War with Russia with China. Um, and, and, and it's becoming in a way to where, like, think about this, uh, people talk about the issue with Ukraine and Russia, but a lot of the concern with this is because these other small countries that used to be small nations, a part of the uh, USSR want to become, become, uh, uh, part, part of NATO, right. Um, which will give NATO, uh, some, uh, more superiority in that region and, and there's a lot of pushback from that. So it's, it, it's, it is, it's, there is becoming a, a arms and position race, right? There is becoming a technology race. Uh, uh, you, you got the fear of cyber attacks from Russia and from Korea, Like it is becoming who, who can establish their dominance and the technology, technological field to show superiority on a worldwide scale. And, to me, it is a digital cold war. We're we're in a digital cold war, and if and and people can push back on my thoughts about that, but there is a there are the networks of communications are closed. We are 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 closed for lack of better terms between Russia, America, and China. Um, and there are there are this there is this fight towards who can be who can uh, claim superiority in the in in economy in in the arms and in technology. So we're there. Um, I think the the pandemic just allowed for, um, like I said, I, I just said, I think the pandemic just what what happened during the pandemic was a lot of people just um, lost their humanity, man. And we we are we are definitely in a digital cold war. Yeah, I personally think that um, nuclear weapons are soon will become obsolete. This is my yeah, opinion. I agree. I think they'll soon become obsolete because every uh, the war will de- definitely turn digital. Um, if you can control everything digital, that's where that's where your power is going to be. Um, because you can't fire a nuclear weapon if you don't got the you know the computer to do mm-hmm. it. Um. So, but that leads me into what you were saying about this post pandemic and how 
we're starting to move into these technological ages and things like that, and everything has been doing, done digitally. So let's talk about the job market, right? Um, is that hurting the job market? So I work for a, I'm an accountant for a manufacturing company, and we've been having, we were at the time, we we're having a hard job, hard time finding people to fill roles and jobs. Now this is, you know, employment rates would be crazy for the United States out of this book, but now we're finding it hard to even employ people for people to come to work. Which mm -hmm. also caused supply chain disruptions for a while and a little bit still going on to where we couldn't even get things, not just us, people around the world couldn't get things shipped on time because they couldn't get people to come to work to get things shipped. Mm -hmm. Is this digital age affecting the, 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 the job market, the home market, the, like it probably, it's not it's not hurting the technological fields, right? Because people can work from home and do it all digitally from their computers at home. But for those like manufacturers and and things like that, is this hurting those businesses? You need people to work these jobs. But if everybody like I can sit at home and I do nothing or not do nothing, I can sit at home and do stuff from my computer. I can work from my computer. I can be on TikTok and make money on TikTok instead of going to work just nine to five and make it. Did this hurt the job market? Did this affect us that way? I think I, my answer is yes. I think it significantly affected us. I'm going to say yes, but I'm going to give a caveat. Um, the truth of the matter is employment's increased in our nation, right? But that's because of the digital market, right? Like you said, people are doing jobs where they stay home. Like, it, let's, let's think about Since I'm an educator, I'm talking about teaching. A lot of we we are... Every state, every district, every everybody in this every every educational system in this nation is struggling to find teachers, and a lot of people are saying because teaching is just so hard, it's difficult to with parents and the kids. Yeah, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that's about thirty forty percent. The other percentage, the largest percent, is I don't have to deal with that. And I can go work at home doing something digitally. I, I think the job market has created a variety of jobs in the digital in the digital realm, which which are um, which are which is growing tremendously, um, and the need for that is growing tremendously. But it's pulling away from those uh, other white collar and blue collar jobs that that we still need. And so I think it's hurting the market, like you said, in a way that uh, shippers, teachers, um, uh, blue collar workers, it, it's become, it, it's, they're, they're losing employee employees because the digital market is an easier market to work in. It's less stress. You set your own hours. You, there's so many benefits to the digital market, to the technolo technological market, that uh, technological, technological businesses, that it's like, who wouldn't, right? So I can't blame people going to that route, but it is absolutely hurting, um, uh, uh, what I could say, standard or no normal professions or, or uh, professions that, that need uh, physical bodies on hand. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I, yeah. So if I give a personal example, especially the teacher parties, um, and this is near and dear to me, because like I've said before, my son is autism and he's, he's in the uh, special education classroom. His special ed education teacher didn't have, she was 
one teacher to 12 kids. This mm-hmm. is special ed. This is special education. One teacher to 12 kids that most, if not all, need modifications. Tell me how that one teacher will be able to, be able to do modification for 12 different kids based on their needs. They couldn't get her a TA. It took them forever to get her a TA to help her in classroom. And I personally think she didn't need a TA. I think she needed another teacher in that classroom, another special teacher in that classroom to give every kid a modification. So, yeah, there's a limit in people come want to be teachers and all that. And it's not just, a, it's affecting it's affecting our kids. It's affecting our babies. But we can't get people to teach them because everything is digitally. It's easier going this other way. We still need our teachers. So, we still so, need, we need our shippers, right? All right. So, so think about this. You said 12 teachers in a special education classroom, which is standard 12, but just, oh, they definitely should have had eight. But anyway, um, but just think about it. We got this focus on differentiating instruction with our students. Think about 25 kids and one teacher with 25 different kids with 25 different things you need to differentiate to try to meet their needs. Right. It, it like, that cool. I still think it's the best profession in the world. Um, shout out to every teacher who working their hard to make sure our kids have the, uh, can understand the concepts and strategies necessary to be uh, successful in the global market. Um, but we are losing them to, to these, we losing teachers job. I lost two teachers because they going to work in the technology field. Um, I right now have what 11 openings, um, that I got to try to fill before August. Um, which is, which is crazy. Um, it's, it's different if there's 11 openings with, um, with people applying, but literally there's nobody applying for these openings. Um, kudos to those who just, who, who did go that route to the technology field and found a way to make a lot of more money, a lot of more money, um, in these new fields, but it is hurt us. The lack of pay, the lack of respect for teachers, the lack of pay, uh, uh, there's so many things that make the teaching profession hard, still the most wonderful profession in the world, but it makes it difficult. And when, if they can go make more money doing something else they love and make double the pay, I don't know what we expect, y'all. I, I, just, I just think, I think we need, I think what how we fix this, Kevin, is as a nation, we got to put more value on some of these professions, Right. We we got to put more value. Our, if we think teachers are valued, we should pay them like they're they're valued. I mean, we've been saying this for how many decades have people been talking about teacher pay? Um, and so I, I think I, I I can't blame the tech techno, technological advances and new positions. I can't blame them, but I can blame us not rising those other needed and necessary positions. Um, and showing their prestige and the necessity for them as well, and showing them their the respect with pay and looking at how many hours they work. We need to reevaluate those things. Until we do it, we still keep them at this low plateau. People are continue to going to continue to jump ship to go to these jobs where literally they making double, working less. I, I don't know what I don't know how we're going to keep how we're going to keep um keep people um. We're not giving raises to teachers. We're not, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I just don't think we're valuing certain professions enough, but expect for them to expect for people to continue to work in those professions. We're going to lose more and more teachers until we do something about it. 
Uh, I want to. I'm gonna skip around here a little bit. I'll talk about political real quick. Um, how has the pandemic uh, changed us politically? Now, I can tell you from my point of view. Um, some might disagree, but it has. I believe post pandemic, the divide has been unblurred. Right, pre pandemic, mm. pandemic, the divide was blurred. Right. It's like, you know, there was a divide, but um, people, I think post-pandemic, politically, the divide has been unblurred. People are standing on one side or the other. There's no gift. Now, me personally, I'm still, I'm still blurred, right? I'm, I'm, well, I'm not, I'm saying blurred, but I'm still in that middle, right? I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not, I haven't drawn a line for me politically. Um, I know what I feel and what I believe in, in whatever party best aligns with that that's who i'm i'm voting for whether it's democratic public independent free party whatever you want to call them um that's what i'm going for but the 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 line has been unblurred people are are either left or right a lot of people there there isn't much in between anymore um and and I think it's it's not only became with the boldness of our previous president, and not the boldness of also our current president. Also, I think they're they're both on the same person on opposite end of the spectrum, right? I think they're both like literally the same person, but just on a different plateau. Um, I feel like our our two major parties have made it clear. That it's their way or no way. There's not too much um, bipartisanship going on, as much as I think there should be. And there's a lot more hate. Um, so I do believe the pandemic has shown us, has unblurred this line. And to be honest with you, Keith, I think this line will stay unblurred. I don't think mm-hmm. there has to be a, somebody coming to presidency that, that, comes with some cojones and just say, I want what's best for this country, no matter the political party. I don't think we're going to get that. I think anybody that comes from any side of any party, they're going to draw that line. I don't think it's changing. No. And and I'll simply say, uh, Democrats stop blaming Republicans, Republicans stop blaming Democrats. And let's start looking at ourselves. To me, it seems so simple. Right to me, it just seems so simple. Instead of trying to fix things, we would rather blame. Have you really? Have you noticed that? Like instead of coming together and like figuring out how to fix it, we would rather say, "Oh, it's their fault. Oh, it's their fault." I don't care whose fault it is. Let's fix it. Right, and, and it, it, it just, it's just about. I think you're right, though. I think the lines are, are unblurred, uh, and I think it's dangerous because we've seen an increase in hate. But there's a problem thing is, is that we we know this, but it's it's almost like in order for me to give you what you want, you got to give me what what I want instead of saying this is what's mm-hmm. best for for all. Like it's mm-hmm. it's you got to give me something. See this or this. Like that's what I don't get. And, and the truth of the matter is, the hate it's coming from both directions. Like it, it's, it, it it it's like it's literally like 
like the two sides are on each on a different side of the wall, just throwing spears over the wall at each other. And it, it 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 is so like ain't nobody got no shield, ain't nobody trying to like have peace talks. Like and they don't know who they hitting. They don't know who they hitting, and the, and there's so much collateral damage, and it's like we don't. I I think there's I think and I think I think this another when we talk about technology and post pandemic, the internet has made it so much easier. It's made it so much easier to hate, and I I don't I just it's like it's man are we really media. are we really going backwards are we really going backwards, right? All the progress it may not have been enough progress, but all the progress to this point, and we just want to go backwards to where it is a country divide divided ready to implode on itself. I'm gonna go all because you. huh? Go ahead. No, no, you said. Uh, we're going backwards. I don't think we're going backwards. I think we're going forward. I think this is a new thing. I know we had the Civil mm. War. That's a whole different aspect. I think we're going forward. I but think I'm talking about with hate. Oh, with hate. I'm talking oh, yeah. about with. I'm talking about with hate. Right. I'm. I'm. I, I think you're right. I think this is something new. But I think like we went back from like addressing the hate head on to saying. We were like I'm a complete believer in free speech, but now we're justifying hate with free speech. Like we, like it, on both sides, on both on both sides, and it's just like for me, it's like how do we get to the point? How are we getting to the point to where, where, how many times have you heard the word love, right? How many times have you heard uh, the term honor and the term of uh, term uh to be um tolerant uh how how many times have you heard like it's it's okay to agree memories be it's okay to agree to disagree like and more it's like no you now it's just you're wrong you're wrong and i hate you because you're on that side it, it, to, to me it baffles me of uh, the level of humanity we've lost in the matter of of of, of less than a decade man it's it, it just Man, you, you, there's there's been there, I think we I think we've backslidden, man. I think we've we've and it was never great. It was nowhere near great. We may we may be we way 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 away from great, but I think we've even slid back from that. And so I it, but you're right. It's it's all a new thing. It's but and I don't see anybody stepping forward to say, hey, look, let me check me. <laughs> let, let, let me let me check me. It's just not happening, man. I just, and it's just, it's sad because um, we can't even commune together as people if we have any difference now, man. It's just sad. It's sad when it's so clear in the government, man, because it's it's, it's a, a person, I'm not going to get their names right, on both sides that are spewing terrible like rhetoric that's so divisive. Um, both are, uh, it don't matter that they're women, but it's, I don't want I'm gonna get their names wrong, I, um, but it's two of them that are like so far left and that's voiced their opinion so strongly. It's one that's on the Republican side. She just she say so much that like they they be like they be want to mm-hmm. tell her to shut up. Like she just be saying some nonsense. But then we got somebody else on the, the Democrat side that's be spewing like pretty much saying f like she she don't she didn't say this, but. 
her what the way she talks is like f the republicans right and like on other like f the democrats and these are people that are in political office that have voices that are shown on tv and around the world <laughs> that are doing this man and i don't get it man like when did when did that become okay that our leaders mm-hmm. show that much I don't even know what to call it, that much ignorance visibly. Like visibly. Maybe they did it in their chambers and yelled at each other, but now they are visibly in the whole in front of the whole world showing these negative aspects on both sides. And it's scary, man. It's super scary that I don't know. I just every time I see these people talk, man, but like, I bet you China and all them be looking like maybe a couple more years. We got a couple more years. We we can beat them in these technological races. America ain't gonna be a superpower, which I think America will always be a superpower. I don't think I don't think y'all can touch us in many areas, but we just look mm. dumb, man. And it's people in our political power uh, uh, offices that that is making it worse, and it's sad. It's you know, sad. Uh, yeah, it is. You know, uh, uh, post pandemic, there's some things that's simply not going to change, right? We, we're, we're in a digital age, and this digital age is going to do anything but increase, right? That This is where we are, right? But there are so many things that digital age is, age is al- allowing us to do that we don't have to do. We don't have to tweet about everything. We don't have to spew hate and do all the stuff on social. Like, we, we it gives us opportunity to be more communicative with, uh, with, with each other. But we don't have to use it to be device divisive, and 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 so my thing is 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 like we we're in a new normal. This is where we are, but that don't mean we have to lose. You say it all the time. That don't mean we have to lose our humanity, man. We 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 let's do what's best for everybody. Let let's let's make decisions. And this everybody no, is everybody gonna be happy with the decision made? Absolutely not. There's never a decision that 100 percent of people agree with completely, right? But Let's make sure that we're investing in evaluating systems, learning about one another, learning about the need, learning about where to go, learning about these things so that we can make the best decisions as a country. Let's drop all the hate. Let's drop all the blame. I I think, Kevin, the blame is the worst part. It's always, you did this. No, you did this. No, you did this. No, you did. Man, I don't care. I don't care. Let's just fix the problem. It's that simple for me. I don't care. I don't care if you blew a red. I don't care. Let's fix it. Yeah, I, I think I think the post-pandemic world is going to consist of where we go with four-letter words, right? Two four-letter words. Um, how how we where our nation goes is based on which one we choose. You either could choose that we're going to continue this hate. Or we're going to love. What we choose as a nation is going to let us know where this post-pandemic time is going to go. Are we going to go where, like at the po- after the pre-last uh, pandemic, we went to Jim Crow? Where is this post-pandemic going to lead us to? Right? It's going to lead us to another Jim Crow. It's going to, or it's going to lead us to be an even more powerful, loving nation to where all other nations will look at us and say, that's the direction we want to go. Right now, we're not getting that. 
Right now, nobody wants to be like America. But can we put ourselves in a position to where in this post-pandemic, things changed. Things are different. The arms races are happening. The races are happening. Mm-hmm. Can we add love to the equation and make this the best nation it could be? Yeah. Because like I said... Add and fail. Yeah, because because none of those things are going away. Like none of the things that have been added during the pandemic are going away. It's going to be about what we do with them. That's that's what it's about, man. It's about what are we going to do with them? It's here to stay. What are we going to do? Yeah, and so let's and let's we end it with making this... the best decisions now. Yeah, let's just end it with this question. Um, and let's ask you. Uh, we talked about the negative and all that, but. Let's end with with some positive. How did this pandemic show resiliency? How do and how do we use that resiliency to catapult us into the new norm, into the future, into post pandemic? I think uh, I think we we uh, we show resiliency in being able to um, to being to to being able to lock down and and do what's necessary and follow the guidelines for the most part. Um, during the pandemic to try to, to try to, uh, uh, um, to, to, um, get through it. But I, 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 I love, I love the fact that we didn't fold, right. As a country, like we didn't, we didn't let that, the decisiveness cr- make us crumble because we, we, we could have imploded as a country. We could we could easily, we got, to, we got close to the point in time where we seemed like we were getting ready to implode. So, um, yeah. And so we, we could, we could be, but I think, I think I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm going to bring this up and maybe I shouldn't, but I will. Um, Jan, the January 6th insurrection, it was an insurrection. I don't care. I don't care what type, what party you are. Um, it was an insurrection. Um, I'm going to tell you what, what showed our resiliency and the fact that we are America was the fact that the political party where this was, this insurrection began, the leaders of that party, other than the president of the United States were against it. Absolutely. Like they, they stood for America, that was the one point during this pandemic where I saw a, a sort of a bipartisan stand for American values, where it was, you have tried to um, attack, you did a direct attack on our government, and I don't care why you did it, who told you to did it, what part are you from, it's wrong. And I think that was the only time I saw this like when everybody came, when 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 Vice President Pence said, "No, I'm not doing it," he stood on his American values, and you saw other Republicans standing on their American values, like, "No, we're America. That is, this is not what we do." That was one of the only times I saw us stand on American values. So that that was the re- that that gave me it. Kind of even though the insurrection was terrible, those reactions kind of gave me hope. Just a little bit, yeah, a little bit of hope because it was like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have the power to do that. And I'm not doing it. It was a legit election. So I just, th- I just think we, we show resiliency in that 
I think we showed resiliency in the way we dealt with some of the social issues um, and uh, brought justice to some of those social issues. Um, but Kev, I, 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 those, I, I think the resiliency was, I'm just glad we didn't crumble because if resiliency wasn't that prominent, but I'm just glad for those two points that we show resiliency with some of the social issues and with uh, that insurrection issue. Yeah, for, for me, um, we were resilient, right? But all I saw was what we could and can be. Mm-hmm. We were resilient to a point, but we weren't resilient enough. Mm-hmm. But you saw glimpses of what we could be. Um, and that's what I want people to 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 hold on to and to focus on is that we as a nation are a very resilient nation. We started off as a very resilient nation fighting against Britain, right? We were very a very um resilient nation from the get-go. Um we know what we can be, we know how we can be, and we see glimpses of it, but it's now we gotta get to a point where that becomes pride, that becomes who we are. It shouldn't just mm-hmm. be showing resiliency here, a little bit there. We should stand strong as a nation as completely resilient. That we're gonna fight for everything that's that's right and just. And um this pandemic, this post-pandemic showed me what we can be, and I just want us to 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 be it. To be what mm-hmm. be be more be resilient, not be more resilient, not be kind of resilient, but be resilient period no high low we are the united states of america this is who we are we ain't budging on who we are we're united as our name says completely united as a nation color creed nationality sexuality we are united you gotta agree with all that stuff but guess what when it comes to this nation and our belief systems and what we stand on we're united. We're united. And we're resilient. And if anybody, any other country, um attacks us, cyber cyber attacks, physical attacks, um, whatever it is, we will stand together and we will not waver. We will not budge. Mm-hmm. I wanna see it more. I wanna see it in the social justice areas. That yeah, some people are doing stuff wrong, like you probably support the police officers, but you got to see there's some that are doing things right. And we're going to come together and fix it. We're going to fix it. Right? This ain't right. I do believe in this. But we can see there's some off here. Let's fix it. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see. Complete resiliency. Full resiliency. That's only can be done with that four-letter word, man. It's the four-letter word. Love. Yeah. Love. Only thing that matters. Yes, sir. All right, man. That's two views, man. Y'all know we get deep into this thing, man. Um, only because we we love people, man. We love we love our nation. We love, man. We just love. We just love. I don't know. I don't know how to put it any more simpler than that. Yep. So let's 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 keep it going, man. You may agree with some of these topics. You may disagree, and that's fine. Y'all know how we feel, man. We want we want the agreement and the disagreement. We want to have to have the, we want to be able to have these talks. Continue to have these talks. 
but we mm-hmm. are the best nation in the world, or and I am proud to be an American. And Absolutely. we have to continue to grow as a nation and do the right thing by all people in this nation. And we, 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 the, I, I have faith. I have faith. So, so now we, we do need to it, work. We do it in this post-pandemic era. This is what this is our mm-hmm. opportunity right now. We gotta do it now. Un- unifying love. Yes, sir. All right, man. That's Two Views Podcast. Hit us up. Two Views Podcast at gmail.com. All social medias. Uh, I don't think we're on Twitter, but I don't think we're going to get on Twitter either, man, unless you want to get on Twitter, keep up. Um, but hit us up on all social medias. Got any questions, topics, suggestions? We definitely take suggestions on topics. Um, See what you guys want to hear. Hit us up. We'd love to hear from y'all. Two views. We out.